Are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, well, the sounds of Mars. Your teacher is Fred Watson, Australia's astronomer at large. Fred, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Richard. This is a planet with amazing parallels to our own. It does. It's, it's similar in so many ways. It's got um, a, a, an atmosphere that you can see through for a start. We know it's got a rocky surface. It, whilst it's half the diameter of the Earth and only has a third of our gravity, its day length and its axial tilt, meaning the seasons, are r- remarkably similar. They're extraordinary. It's also very windy. <laughs> so it has um, a kind of 24-hour day, does it? Uh, 24 hours and 40 minutes. Wow. Yeah, it's an amazing. And you know, we are tilted over at 23 and a half degrees. Uh, Mars is 25 degrees. It's so similar. It's almost spooky. And and yet, and yet I'd need a jumper, right? You'd need a jumper. That's right. In fact, you need more than a jumper. You might need some Arctic kit uh, there because the average temperature is minus 65 degrees Celsius. And the atmosphere itself is very low pressure. Um, Uh, Our atmosphere, of course, is what sustains us. Uh, The pressure on Mars is only 0.6 of a percent of the atmospheric pressure on Earth. And it's 95% carbon dioxide. So it's a very different atmosphere, even though you get winds and things like that on the surface. Here's another intriguing thing. Even though it's brutally cold now, it maybe wasn't always so. That's right. So there's evidence from all over the planet Mars that suggests that at one time in its history, and it might be a very long time ago with talking 3.8 to 4 billion years ago uh, when Mars and the Earth were both young planets. But it looks as though uh, there, there, there were oceans covering principally the northern hemisphere of Mars. There's all kinds of geological features that you only get when you've got large bodies of water. Uh, so it must have had a climate similar to ours with a, um, you know, an average temperature. The Earth's is plus 15 degrees Celsius. It would have been something like that. OK, so does that mean then another intriguing thing that there was a possibility of life? That's right. Given that we know there was water there, and indeed there is still a lot of water on Mars, but most of it's locked up in ice underneath the surface or in the ice caps at the northern and southern poles. But that water was once liquid. It flowed on the surface. And the, 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 you know, the watchword of astrobiology, the search for life beyond our planet and the, uh, trying to understand the origins of life, the watchword is follow the water. Um, because everywhere on Earth where there is water, there are living organisms. Now, amazingly, and we titled this The Sound of Mars, amazingly, we can hear the sound of Mars, not uh, courtesy of Holst, the piece I played (laughs) earlier, but but this, this is the sound of the wind on Mars. How come we have this? Because Perseverance, which is NASA's current uh, rover, actually NASA has two rovers operating on Mars, Curiosity and Perseverance, but the new one, well, new last year, um, has microphones on board. You know, it's a bit weird. They've only just thought of sending microphones up to Mars. I would have thought that might have gone with the very first uh, spacecraft uh, back in 1976, but no. Uh, But it's now happened. There is one on this device called the Mast Cam, which is as it suggests, a camera on a mast. And there's another one on the chassis of the, of the, of the rover. So we can actually hear the wheels grinding along as, they, as you know, the, the metal wheels run over the surface of Mars. That sounds like a cue. Let's listen to <laughs> this. is the sound of the Mars rover. Does 
That sounds like my ute navigating the potholes of Sydney. <laughs> it sounds more like my my insides sometimes. <laughs> to say, <laughs> it is amazing to hear these sounds, though, isn't it? On, on a Sydney radio station, extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. Uh, and um, you know, actually, one of the other remarkable things about Perseverance is that uh, it took with it a helicopter to Mars, um, a, a little airborne vehicle uh, which has two rotors about uh, well, one point two meters in diameter, so that they can get a bite onto that thin air and actually fly. Uh, The idea was that it was going to make five trial flights just as a proof of concept. It's done 29, Richard. It's astonishingly how uh, successful and how well it's done in in charting the way forward for the the rover. But, uh, and I don't know whether you're going to play this, but it would be lovely if you did. Uh, No, he's not. (laughs) I haven't got it. I've only got those two. Well, the sound of the rover, which is something like, "Mm," (laughs) if you can't get the sound of the rover authentically, you do it yourself. You do it yourself. (laughs) Um, So they're working together, aren't they? So the Perseverance is doing this amazing thing where it can get close to a rock uh, well, not not even that close to a rock, and, and, and shoot a beam at it, which tells it the chemical composition of the rock. That, that's right. Um, so this device, which is um, it's, it's called a supercam, actually, the, 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 that's the, the, the device on the end of the mast. It does. It has a laser which can fire beams of light, high-intensity radiation on rocks up to seven metres away, and look at the, the sort of plume of vapour that comes off when that rock melts and evaporates. Uh, and by analysing that with a device called a spectrometer, you can actually tell what the rock is made of. So it lets you, from a stationary position, kind of zap the rocks that look interesting around you and the scientists can work out exactly what materials are in those rocks. Here's another amazing thing. It also, by use of, 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 of that... Uh uh, that, uh, that that knowing the the length of distance and having the sound allows us to calculate the the speed, speed of, of sound. sound. That's right, uh, remarkably, and and this I think is one of the really quite striking aspects of the, the whole mission. Uh, what you can do is fire the laser, and of course the speed of light is effectively instantaneous over seven meters. You get the zap, and then you can time. The, the length of time that the sound takes to get from the rock back to the microphone. And so we now have very accurate measurements of the speed of sound on Mars. And it is 240 metres per second, compared with Earth's uh, speed of sound, which is 340 metres per second. So it's actually slower than the speed of sound on the planet Earth. Um, there's a, a, a bit of difference as well. The sounds are fainter because the atmosphere is so rarefied. And because carbon dioxide is sort of heavier than, the, you know, the nitrogen that makes up most of our atmosphere, they're, they're a bit muffled as well. The sounds are lacking in high frequencies. OK, but here's a really curious thing. Uh, let me see if I can get this right. Uniquely on Mars, a note just below middle C, the speed of sound suddenly switches from 24 to 250 metres per second for higher notes. How can that be? Isn't that weird? So, yes, exactly. It's 240 metres per second below middle C. Uh, It's actually a note just halfway between the B and the the middle C. But above that, it's 250 metres per second. And it comes about because those molecules of carbon dioxide have got a different elasticity from the ones of nitrogen because this doesn't happen on the Earth. Um, and, And so for the higher frequencies... There isn't time for the uh, for the molecules to relax their el- elasticity, and so the sound travels faster by ten meters per second. It is a significant amount.
Okay, uh, science fiction writers have spent uh, you know lifetimes imagining humans on Mars. But if I, Fred, talk to you and <laughs> say some words in a deep voice and some words in a higher voice, they're going to reach your ears at a different rate. That's right. Um, the higher ones reach my ears first. But it's not actually as simple as that because as we're speaking now, Richard, as you will know, uh, our voices contain higher frequencies. They're all the overtones in, in the, you know, the notes that our voices are producing. And so those are the ones that get there first. And this is going to make sound very garbled indeed uh, if you're trying to listen to somebody speaking to you through the atmosphere of Mars. Fortunately, that's impossible because because it's so thin, so it's likely that we will always communicate by radio. (laughs) (laughs) What else are we going to learn from Perseverance and and its associated vehicles? So uh, more of the same. There is another aerial vehicle being planned for Mars, Um, Flushed with the success of the Ingenuity helicopter, scientists are looking at the possibilities for other types of aircraft. Uh, But there is a real future of of new new kinds of exploration on the planet Mars that I think is extraordinarily exciting. And what would be the icing on the cake is finding evidence of past life on the planet Mars. That's what we're all looking for. What a great lesson, Fred. Thank you so much. 